We hope you enjoy this message and that it encourages and inspires you. For more information, head to lifepointwithanee.org.au. If you have never been at Christmas at Life Point, I just want to encourage you to do the journey with us. More will unfold through the next few weeks as we talk about opportunities and just some of the things that we're going to do. I want to say a big thanks to so many people over the years who've been part of what we've done here that's made it such an event here on the Sunshine Coast. And to, to so many people of so many ages, you've done so much. And a special thank you for the hearts of people because Christmas at Life Point is about saving souls. It's about reaching out with the message, with the gospel. And thank you for the faithfulness of so many people. I see it as an amazing opportunity and I thought today as I was talking about what do I preach this morning, God just put on my heart, talk about opportunities, talk about opportunities. And my prayer is that God will touch your heart in some way as we delve into Scripture and see many opportunities that was given to so many different people, but the opportunities weren't always what they expected. Let me pray. This morning, Lord, I invite your Holy Spirit that you'd open up our hearts and our minds to what you want to say. I pray for some healing, Lord, of wrong expectations. I pray for some transformation into what God has for us individually and collectively. But most of all, Lord, meet with us. Let us hear you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, some people walk through life and are fronted with opportunities and others just walk through life and miss them. And you know why people miss opportunities? It's simply because they're not expecting any opportunities to come their way. Some people jump at opportunities and are excited when there's an opportunity. Other people try to just avoid opportunities. Whether you like it or not, God will give us opportunities because God is looking at an incredible big picture for our life and it's through those opportunities that God moulds us to be the people He wants us to be for the big picture. I wanna share with you some amazing opportunities and um, we're gonna look at the screen in a moment, but the first, there are actually Olympic opportunities. The first one was a guy called Eric and his name became Eric the Eel. He was a swimmer, he was an Olympic swimmer from a place called Equatorial Guinea. And at Equatorial Guinea, they had no Olympic-sized pools whatsoever. They just had a small river running near the place. So he used to practice in the the, um, river. The first time he ever swam in a pool was when he came to Sydney and he's staying in his hotel room and there was a swimming pool there and he practised in that pool before his Olympic swim. Now, do you think he had any opportunity to do anything in his Olympic swim? They thought he was so bad, he was in the last heat. And in the last heat, there are only three swimmers and he had no chance. Look at the opportunity that was given to him just because he turned up.
In lane five, representing Equatorial Guinea, Eric Musambania. With a name like Eric, if he'd been an athlete, he could have been an elephant. As it was, two false starts in the men's heats in the 100 meters freestyle in Sydney left in the most famous eel in the pool. And heat one of this men's 100 meters freestyle. And here we have Eric Musambani of Equatorial Guinea. And Adrian, I've never seen anything like this at the Olympic Games before. Adrian, I'm not sure he's going to make it, is he? Oh, yes, this is, this is the Olympics. He's got 17,000 people shouting for him. Eric Musambani of Equatorial Guinea wins heat one of the men's 100 meters freestyle. Well, I thought I'd seen everything in the Olympic swimming pool. We've had nine world records. We've had 19 Olympic records. And I've just seen somebody go 1 minute 52.72 for 100 freestyle. It's 48 seconds. You know, probably you and I are better swimmers than he is. Can anyone put up their hand and say, I've actually won a heat at an Olympics? This guy did. Because he saw an opportunity and he jumped in and he believed that he could do something. Have you ever seen an opportunity that God has given you that you've jumped into? Next person, you'll know him well, Stephen Bradbury. He was in the Olympic finals for the skating and an opportunity came his way and he grabbed it. Have a look at this. In some people's mind, the question will always remain, did I win Olympic gold by accident? Half a dozen blokes have just fallen over and they wanted me to go up there and take a gold medal for it. I wasn't sure if I deserved to. I only had a few minutes to think about it, but during that few minutes, I decided, yeah, I'm going out there on the podium and I'm taking that gold medal, but I'm not taking it for the 90 seconds of that race. I'm gonna take it for the 12 years in the lead up to that 90 seconds. Amazing statement, I'm gonna take it for those 12 years that led me to those 90 seconds. You know, when opportunities come your way, sometimes it's the journey you've done before that helps you step into that opportunity. God gives us opportunities and we need to take them. I wanna look at Scripture, at opportunities that came across people's ways and the way that they stepped up to it. And the first one is, with the many different opportunities, is the opportunities can be directly given to you by God. Sometimes Sometimes God gives you an opportunity, it's yours, and He wants you to step up to it. It's the parable of the bags of gold in Matthew 25. Let me read it to you. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, another two bags, and another one bag, each according to their ability. Note, he gave the bags according to their ability. There was an expectation that they had the ability and they could use those bags. 
After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who received five bags of gold bought another five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share my master's happiness. The man with the two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me two bags of gold. See, I've gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you're a hard man, harvesting where you had not sown and gathering where you had not scattered seed. So I was afraid and I went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here it is, what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. So take the bag of gold from him. And he gave it to the one who had 10 bags. He wanted to give the person who made the greatest opportunities with what he had, he wanted to give his bag to that person because he realised that that person would see an opportunity, he would step into it and make a difference. What opportunities has God given you in life? And he said, this is your opportunity. I am expecting you to make the most of it. You see, God does that. Because Scripture's talking about that He does that. God gives you gifts and abilities. And there's an expectation that you will see opportunities to use your gifts and abilities to make a difference. Unfortunately, some people see themselves outside the blessing of God and they miss some of these God-given opportunities. God gives us opportunities to step up. Opportunities to challenge and stretch us because God is creating us to be the people He wants us to be for the big picture. I'll share the big picture at the end. But everything He's doing and every opportunity He gives us is for something greater than you and me. There is a big picture at play. The Holy Spirit's in us and through us and the Holy Spirit leads us and talks to us and leads us into the things that He wants us to embrace. In Ephesians, He says, don't be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Be careful how you walk. Be wise with your decisions. Be alert to the opportunities that God gives you because there are expectations. Seize the opportunities. We can get into a rut and we don't see at times what God has for us. God has given everybody opportunities. Just to live in this nation is an incredible opportunity. Let's seize it. Let's seize it with all that we have. Just to be planted in a church is a tremendous God-given opportunity. Don't look at it as lightly. Next one. So that's opportunities can be directly given by God. Here's one, it says opportunities can be unexpected. This is about the guy who had the loaves and the fishes. By the way, did anyone bring their lunch to church today? You've missed an opportunity. No one else that day took their lunch except this boy and he never, ever missed an opportunity. Let me read it to you. 
When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming towards him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? Philip answered him, it would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far are they going to go with so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. There's plenty of grass in this place. And they sat down, about 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks and distributed to them who were seated as much as they wanted. And he did the same with the fish. When they'd all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over and those fish. That boy, one small boy, made an incredible difference. An unexpected opportunity gave something for God to use. That morning, just imagine that morning when that boy got up and his mother nagged him and said, if you're gonna go out there and you're gonna meet with Jesus, it could go longer than what you think. You need to take your lunch with you. I'm sure as young, normal boys go, don't worry about it, mum, it's gonna be okay. But something happened that he took those loaves and fishes. It's absolutely amazing that he did that. And God gave him one of the greatest opportunities of his life to give those loaves and fishes to Jesus. Now, I saw something when I was doing this yesterday that I'd never seen before. It says, Andrew said, here is the boy with the five loaves and fishes. Now, I always thought he just found the five loaves and fishes out there and then they brought them to Jesus, but they actually brought the boy to Jesus. So the boy, as he embraced this opportunity in the everyday, he had the opportunity to actually stand there to meet Jesus and to see what he had multiply before his very eyes. He had the absolute opportunity to participate with Jesus in a miracle. Have you ever participated with Jesus in a miracle? I bet you have. I bet you have in some way, in some time when God has given you an opportunity, whether you know it or not, that you participated in a miracle that would start to unfold and God would do some amazing things to your faithfulness. Just his ordinary lunch, no expectation that it would make a difference that morning, but he went on his everyday And then God stepped in. Now, let's look at his lunches. Probably pickled fish. Now, it's a little kid, so not great big fish. Probably a few little fish and a few small loaves every day. Now, I tried to relate to that and thought, how can I relate to it? I remembered at school, I used to always get my lunch in a paper bag. It was always squashed by the time I'd got it because I had to walk to school. It was at the bottom of my bag. And it was veggie mite sandwiches. Squashed, hot, veggie mite sandwiches. Anyone want a veggie mite sandwich? Would you like to give it a go? That's how I felt every lunchtime. Squashed, hot, veggie mite sandwiches. 
that's probably what he had, something like that. that. That's what it looked like, something small, something discreet. But he had a generous heart and is willing to share what he probably thought wouldn't make much a difference, but is willing to give it to Jesus and see it make a difference. What's God put in your life? What has God given to you that you have that you think it's as bad as squashed Vegemite sandwiches and you've never shared it, you never used that opportunity, you've never ever given it back to Jesus to see what Jesus can do with the small stuff. That's what happened that day. In that opportunity when he thought, it's the same as every other day. It's just as gross my lunch as every other day. It's never gonna make a difference. But when Jesus asks for your everyday stuff, stuff that you probably thought wouldn't make a difference, when you give that and put that in the hands of Jesus, man, it makes a difference. Don't miss the opportunities of the small things that God just asks you to step into that will make an incredible difference. He experienced it that day. Wow. Just because he gave it to Jesus. Imagine when he raced home and told his mum, Mum, I've got an amazing story to tell you. You know my lunch. I want to tell you what happened. You know, it was so amazing that 2,000 years later, we're still talking about it. Loaves and fishes, we're still talking about that small thing that he gave it's amazing too, isn't it? 40 years later, I'm still talking about my Vegemite sandwiches. God <clears throat> directly gives you an opportunity at times. Opportunities can be when you least expect them, but sometimes we don't realise at times we have an opportunity and it can go wrong. Have you ever stepped into an opportunity and it went wrong. Have you? Who hasn't? We step into an opportunity and it goes wrong. I want to read you about an opportunity in Scripture that absolutely went wrong. But it wasn't out of God's will. It was part of God's will. And I think there's people sitting here today that you looked at opportunities in your life and you've made a decision that that was out of God's will or I made the wrong opportunity or I took the wrong opportunity I want to tell you today, maybe go back to God about this, because sometimes those opportunities that didn't turn out the way we expected them to be are still God opportunities to make you the person you need to be in the big picture. Matthew chapter 14. Immediately Jesus made his disciples get out of the boat, go ahead of him to the other side. He went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone and the boat was already considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was so much against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw Jesus walking on the lake, they were terrified. They said, it's a ghost. They said, and they cried out for fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage as I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me that I can come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and he began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand, caught him, he said, you of little faith, he said, why do you doubt? And when they climbed back into the boat, the wind died down. Um, then those who were in the boat worshipped him. 
Peter had an opportunity, but it went wrong. And we're still talking about it today. Wow, how would you feel if you had an opportunity, went wrong, and it's in a book that's gonna last for eternity? Bit embarrassing, isn't it? I know when I was at school, I remember in the year nine class. Year nine class, it was an English lesson. They're talking about um, arable lands. And they're talking about this arable land. I never heard of arable land before. So they said, what's arable land? And I put up my hand and said, I know. I said, arable land is land full of Arabs. That was the worst thing I could have said. That was the most embarrassing moment in my life as the whole class realised what arable land was. That was okay. I thought it was signed, sealed, delivered and finished until the school magazine came out at the end of the year and people thought it was so amazing that they re-encountered it to the whole of the school and to stay in that year booklet until the school finishes. So just be careful when you... um, Yeah, when the opportunity doesn't go your way and other people know about it. But we think that opportunities that don't go our way are not really in God's plan or God's purpose. But here we are. Peter messed up big time as he took his eyes off Jesus and he looked at what's happening around him. He sunk. I wonder what opportunities you've done and you've stepped out and it's messed up big time and you thought, God, I got it wrong. Whereas I wanna say today, Peter didn't get it wrong. He was the only disciple that's ever walked on water because he had the faith to trust Jesus and take that opportunity. Just because an opportunity doesn't turn out the way you expect it to be doesn't mean it's not from God. It just means it didn't turn out the way you expect it to be. God's still in control. God takes everything we have in our life and our plans and His purposes and He weaves it together for His good and for His plans and His purposes. Trust Him. So maybe we better go back and look at some of our opportunities that we thought, hey, we got it wrong. Trust God and say, God, what can I learn? How can you use me from that opportunity that I've always pushed aside and thought, yep, it couldn't have been from you. Peter, because he took that opportunity, even though he failed, he demonstrated something amazing to Jesus and that's faith. And when we demonstrate faith, God is blessed If you want to bless God, the only way you can bless God is faith. Faith blesses God. And in our opportunities, we step up and we bless God because we take steps of faith. Opportunities can go wrong, but when we take steps of faith and we have the right heart and we're doing all we can to honour God, God is there and God turns all things around together for good. For those who love God, who are called according to His plan, and purposes. Just the last one. Opportunities can take guts and determination to pull off. Absolute guts and determination to pull off. There's a story in Scripture in Luke 15, I won't read it, but I'll just tell you about it, where these guys had a paralyzed friend they were taking him to Jesus to be healed. They got to Jesus, there's a massive crowd around him and he's in this, this place and they couldn't get to him. So these guys wondered, what can they do? What can they do? Here's an opportunity, Jesus is over there, can't get through the crowds. So what did they do? They took the friend, 
paralyzed friend up on the roof. They started to knock a hole in the roof. And once they knocked a hole in the roof, they let their friend down in front of Jesus because there was an opportunity for him to be healed. That took guts. That took a lot of guts. But they did it because they saw it as an opportunity for somebody else. Sometimes in life when we step up, the opportunity is not all about me. The opportunity is to bless someone else. When we come and do Christmas at Life Point, the opportunity is to bless other people. The opportunity is that, that people will come to know Jesus. The opportunity is to proclaim the message of His amazing grace to a Sunshine Coast that so much needs the message of His grace. So there are opportunities and whatever all the opportunities are, we need to step up. Opportunities can be directly given by God. Opportunities can be unexpected. Opportunities can go wrong. Opportunities can take guts and determination to pull off. So what's the big picture? Just as our worship team comes up, let me just share. This is all attached to a bigger picture. I love Darcy Doyle prints. I love Darcy Doyle paintings. And over the years, I've managed to collect a number of them. I've got some large ones. I've got some medium ones. I've got some small ones. The large ones, obviously, you put in the, the bigger rooms in the house. So our larger Darcy Doyles are in the bigger rooms in the house. The medium Darcy Doyles are the medium rooms, like the bedrooms and stuff like that. I've got some smaller ones, and some of them I've used for placemats over the years. Um, one particular one's in sort of one bathroom, and it looks great. So they're all different size pictures, large, medium, and small. And I want to suggest that our opportunities in life fit into three picture categories, large, medium, and small. The small opportunities are the day-to-day -day stuff. The day-to-day -day stuff like you have your lunch and you see an opportunity to bless someone with your lunch, so you do it. The day-to-day -day stuff as you go about your business every day and look for opportunities. Maybe um, you're about to park and you see someone behind you, so you just drive off and let them have your park. Maybe it's in line and you've been waiting a while and you see someone struggling and stuff, so you stand aside and say, please go ahead. There are opportunities, there's small picture opportunities. But there's medium picture opportunities and the medium picture opportunities are those opportunities that we have in life and through life. And they're the opportunities to be the best we can be, to, to trust God as He asks us to step up, to, to believe God and to, to position ourselves to grow, to be the people that God wants us to be because there's a big picture coming. And the big picture, the big picture isn't the picture of this world. The big picture is about eternity. And I want to remind you about that. The big picture forever and ever and ever and how important that big picture is. You see, in... We think of eternity as we look at eternity and we think about banquets and feasts and singing in heaven. We think that's what heaven's gonna be. And we think about no eye has seen nor heart of man conceived what God has prepared for those who love Him. Yes, it's all about that. But we forget, we forget. God is preparing us for eternity. And the Bible says in Matthew 25, he says, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Now I'm gonna make you faithful over many things. So when we get to heaven, God is gonna have some things for us to do. We're just not gonna be in the choir or in the banquet hall, but there is stuff that God has got for us to do that we're in preparation for now. 
And He wants us to take these opportunities to grow, to be who He wants us to be, because it's about then. It's not just all about now. And those opportunities when things have gone wrong and circumstances have come and the wheels have fallen off are opportunities that God is growing our character and who we are because it's about then, because when He gives us opportunities, then we're going to have to have some fortitude to push through to be who God wants us to be. Revelation 22.3 says, His servants will serve Him. What a great plan. We're there to serve Him. So nothing is wasted, nothing's lost. Every opportunity that God gives us in life is about the big picture preparing us for eternity. And I wanna say, it's getting closer. It's getting closer. Just watch the news, it's getting closer. I look at my life and I see, I don't have a point in my life where I just stop and that's it. Because it's not about finishing this life, it's about getting ready for the next. It's about being who God wants me to be because there's a plan and purpose that He has for me for eternity and I wanna be the person that He wants me to be so that I can slot into that place and not come with one bag of gold when He said, Phil, I prepared you for 10. That's what it's about. And as we step up this Christmas lights, what an opportunity, church. What a time to preach the gospel. What else is gonna happen between now and Christmas that we're gonna get up and preach the gospel about to people coming through that are in agony and pain and saying, man, there's no hope in this world, but I wanna tell you, our hope's in Jesus. Amen. Because our hope is not in the little picture. The hope is not in the medium picture. The hope is in the big picture. He's coming back. He's coming back real soon. Get ready Take every opportunity, step up, bless Him and just give Him the little stuff and see what He can do. Let's stand together. Lord God, this morning we stand before You, a God of opportunities, a God who goes before us, a God who's given us so much. And I pray, Father, today, today that we would step up and say, I wanna take every opportunity to be the person that You want me to be. God, I surrender afresh the stuff I've been holding on to. There's been disappointment, there's been hurt, there's been pain, there's been opportunities that gone wrong and I blame myself. God, I surrender that now. I surrender those opportunities to You and I step up with new opportunities to say, God, the rest of my life is gonna be what You want it to be, filled with Your grace and Your power. And Lord, I step against the schemes of the enemy, the battles that he throws my way and declare, Lord, the battle is yours, the victory is yours. And I stand before you and say, God, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. So Lord, thank you. Thank you for what you're gonna do. We bless you and give you thanks in Jesus' Name. Amen.